Esperanza. She's at the um, University of Washington in Seattle. And most often when we've had her speak at my ISUSA meeting, she has uh, talked to us a lot about STDs and you know, the guidelines last year and that type of thing. But this year, she's going to talk to us about little blue pills and prevention of the transmission of, of HIV and more the prevention of gender prep and, and things like that. Mentioned before, Mr. Virginia is currently the chair of the Infectious Disease Board of the American Board of Ventral Medicine Program. Thank you. Thanks so much, Mike. All right. Well, if I can't talk about STDs, I'll talk about blue pills instead. Uh, so I'm actually going to cover not only PrEP, but a few other aspects of biomedical prevention. So I'm going to go ahead and get started. First of all, we talk about what biomedical prevention is. It's a term that's thrown around a lot. Just gives you a 
out for an homosexuality. There's certain free lines then that it actually isn't affected to homosexuality. However, it would just sort of point out this interesting article from Pablo Sanchez and his Peruvian colleagues. And what they did was to model the impact of circumcision um, using data from a long-term cohort measure of early suppression in MSMs. And they looked at the reported proportion of gay sex acts that would be inserted by top versus bottom uh, receptors. And what they showed that they did was that there seemed to be actually an effect of multiplying the more inserted acts that the person reported, which makes sense. If you could be exposing the foreskin to potentially infectious material, we might expect that that would be very intriguing sort of data, and again, it gets to the point that we may need to find out more about what the patients are doing in order to create the new hepatitis that they need to protect themselves. So, really, other than that, not a lot of data on circumcision. The data that I would say are coming out are more related to the physiology and pathogenesis of what's going on to make the foreskin susceptible um, to HIV infection uh, from the standpoint of the physiology. So, what about pre Thank you. 
mentioned that you really need to have adequate contribution to activity at all levels of science and profession. Turns out that's actually easy to set in the Whatever you just think you want to do, you know, computer research, and something for example like tomography here, which keeps up the concentration of oxidative blood that you get at Franklin very high, versus the surface, not so high. So you already see that there are medically potential um, nuances that you may turn out to be quite different in the level of efficacy in men versus women. Um, and lastly, Let's talk about the evidence for the practical efficacy in various um, populations, and I would point out 
question about the daily dosing study, of course, brings up this question of what about in the nursing home? A lot of patients have asked about that, and they don't want them to take the time. They want concentration to be done. They'd like to be checked when they get concentration, but they really don't want to take it when they have to. So it takes the story. I would say most people don't really feel comfortable with that. We've written a couple of what are several studies. I can point out to you. The HIV prevention trial network tells that one has uh, these two studies that are actually looking at um, directly observed therapy versus twice weekly. Actually, all directly observed um, twice weekly and viral OTM that can see that we're going to be looking at concentrations in tissues Thank you. 
Thank you.